Well, hey, everybody. Welcome to the podcast. I'm Robert, sitting here with Chad, Pastor Chad Moore, Reverend. You Reverend Honorable. Let's just go with Chad. Yeah. This All is right. Chad and Robert. Uh, welcome to the Loving God, Loving People podcast. Today, we are continuing talking about City of Rebels, talking about Daniel, but really, Daniel is kind of the launching point for what does it mean for us to follow Jesus in a godless culture? What, what does it look like? Um, whether you're listening in America or somewhere around the world in whatever culture you might be a part of, uh, we have people from all different walks of life backgrounds. Uh, one of the things that I think sometimes we miss when it comes to following Jesus is we try and contextualize the gospel and what the Bible teaches just to our culture as opposed to the world at large. If it doesn't, if it's not true in Africa, if it's not true in Saudi Arabia for Christians that are, you know, being persecuted by ISIS somewhere in the Middle East, if it's not true for them, it's just not true. And so we're going to try and talk about whatever culture you live in, wherever you're at, what does it mean to follow Jesus when the culture doesn't follow Jesus? Yeah. So one of the challenges with the book of Daniel, so I talked about this the first week, people think it's an adventure book. Mm Mm-hmm. Or they think it's a book about prophecy. It has those two things in it. Uh, by the way, for those of you who are like, man, I can't wait till they get in that verse by verse on the prophecy side of Daniel. Uh, we're not going to do that. Um, I'm sorry. Maybe a different series some other time. Yeah. I'm sorry to disappoint you uh, on, on this one. Uh, we're not going to do it for a couple of reasons. One is... Um, I don't understand what those prophecies are <laughs> in, the, in the book of Daniel. And, and I understand some of them, but a lot of them, even the, even the guys who are, uh, and ladies who are smarter than me, there's a lot of conjecture there. And mm-hmm. I, I just, I don't want to stand before Jesus and he go, dude, what, why did you say it meant that? It doesn't mean that, you know, yeah. I, I'm on the, uh, I, I like what my friend Larry Osborne says, you know, when it comes to all of that, I'm not on the planning committee. Uh, when it comes to future prophecy, but I am on the welcoming committee. Yeah. And so let's spend our time welcoming as many people as we can into the kingdom of, of God. Uh, so there's that side. The adventure side, if you're not careful, you know, we we do Daniel in the lion's den, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in the fiery furnace, which we'll talk about that this coming weekend. We have a guest speaker I'm excited about, mm-hmm. a friend of ours. But, um, you know, if if we... if if we're not careful, we're going to think that anytime you follow God, it works out good. Yeah. You know, if, if you follow God, then the lines don't eat you. Mm-hmm. And if you follow God, then the fire doesn't burn you up. And reality is that's not true. That's right. Um, and there's it, plenty of cases in the Bible where it didn't work out well for somebody. Oh, man. Well, I'll, I'll help everybody. So if you've never read Hebrews chapter 11, mm-hmm. uh, read it. It's known as the Hall of Faith. Mm-hmm. And so you 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 read about all these heroes in the faith. And then there's this paragraph and there's a ton of them you never heard of who got killed and eaten by lions, eaten by and, lions yep. and were stoned to death and, you know, crucified all kinds of different things. Right. Yep. Um, and basically they welcomed everything at a distance. They didn't get to experience it in this life, but they, they saw it coming and they had hope in, in what's unseen. Yeah. And, and that's the beauty of their faith. Yeah. I, I, I loved what you said a moment ago. What we do is we contextualize the gospel. We contextualize uh, things that are in the Bible. Uh, I'll give an example. The prosperity gospel, mm-hmm. which is a total load of crap, by the way. Which explain that because there's the, the reality of living in America. All of us have heard portions of the prosperity gospel and probably believe portions of the prosperity gospel without even realizing we do. Yeah. I see it all the time. Uh, sometimes I, I lean that way and I have to correct myself. Correct. Like, That's stupid. Yeah. It's because my culture rubbing off on me, right? Mm-hmm. 
Um, prosperity gospel is basically this. Uh, if you do what God says, you'll be healthy, wealthy, and wise. Uh, so you've got, you know, preachers on TV. If you send in $10, God will give you a thousand. Mm-hmm. It's, it's that whole idea. Mm-hmm. The problem with that is it's not biblical. Uh, the problem with that is, is there's nowhere in the Bible that teaches that. What people are doing is they're pulling verses out of context. And mm-hmm. if it's out of context, it's a con. Mm-hmm. And they're trying to rip you off. Uh, they're getting rich because they're ripping off people who are ignorant to what the Bible actually says, and they're taking all their money. So uh, the prosperity gospel is not, not real. It feels real maybe in America because we're such a prosperous country. Mm-hmm. But, but here's the problem with this. Uh, suddenly, you're not practicing biblical Christianity. If you're doing prosperity gospel, you start practicing what I'm going to call moralism. Mm-hmm. Moralism is I acted right this week, God, so you should bless me. Mm-hmm. You owe me. Mm-hmm. I acted wrong this week. That must be why I got that flat tire. Mm-hmm. Neither one of those things are true. Yeah. Uh, God doesn't want a pet owner relationship with you. Mm-hmm. When my dog does wrong, he has to go to his room. He's punished, okay? Um, and, and when he does right, he gets a treat, right? He, my relationship with him is moralism. Mm-hmm. He does good, he gets a reward. He does bad, he gets punished. My relationship with my two boys is totally different. That's a father son relationship. There's still discipline. Mm-hmm. There's still reward and discipline, but I'm going to love them, care for them no matter what they do. And sometimes we're just having a bad day and bad things are happening in life. Sometimes we have good days, all those kinds of things. But prosperity theology is, is God owes me because I did right. Yeah. And God's punishing me because I did wrong. And the reality is all of us are doing wrong all the time. That's You're never going to get any more grace than you get in Jesus. Mm-hmm. You suck. You deserve nothing. So That's do right. I. We're sinners. I was going to say that the gospel side of it is, yeah, okay, I do good. I get good. You don't do good. I don't do good. And even, if, and even if I do good, I did good for the wrong reason. Yeah. And God knows my heart too. So motives matter. Yeah. Um, the gospel is amazing grace. How sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. That's mm-hmm. the gospel. Yeah. Uh, so prosperity theology is... Um, is a load of crap. And if, if you're believing prosperity theology, I love you. You need to repent. Uh, it's just not right. And it's not healthy for you. Now to, to continue to unpack this a little bit. So uh, I, got, there, I got a little preachy, right? You did right get a little then. preachy. It's cool. I hate prosperity theology. Well, it's, it's just a lie. It takes away from the reality of we're all sinners who need a savior. It's all about God's grace. Anything good in life is a gift from God. And it's not about us earning. It's not about us achieving. It's about what God has done on our behalf. And anything good, anything beyond hell is, is a gift for us. Anything beyond hell is a gravy. It is gravy. The other thing that I hate about prosperity theology, prosperity theology is not about loving God. Mm-hmm. Prosperity theology is about using God to get what you want. Mm-hmm. And uh, God, like us, wants to be fully known and fully loved. I mean, he, he created us to worship mm-hmm. him and love him. And anytime we want the blessings more than the one who blesses, mm-hmm. we're practicing a little bit of prosperity theology. So be careful with that. I, I've got to watch myself on that. And, and sometimes with prosperity theology or with biblical theology, the, the end result might look similar, but the motivation is completely different. Where yeah. if, if I understand God's grace in my life, I understand what he's done for me in spite of me being an awful, wretched sinner— uh, my my response to that is generosity. My response to that, in response to God's grace in my life, the love that He's shown me, I do want to show love to other people, and not just giving financially, but also serving and putting other people's needs before my own. Uh, but I'm not doing that to earn God's favor. I'm doing it in response to His favor that He's freely given to me by His grace. Yeah. Um, so it might look oh, wow, this person's generous, this person's generous, but the why behind it, the motivation behind it is is massive. Yeah. 
So at my house, we we kind of went off on a rabbit trail here. So we we give save live at my house. That's what I teach the church to do. So we tithe mm-hmm. at Sun Valley ten percent of our income. Uh, we save a portion of our income and we live on the rest because that teaches contentment. So we we honor God with that. But that's not. I don't tithe hoping, ooh, God will give me more. Mm-hmm. I tithe because he's God mm-hmm. and everything I have ultimately came from him and he tells me to do it. So again, it's it's all it's all about motive and we kind of went off on a sidebar there. But prosperity th- theology is not true in, to your point earlier, in Africa. Yeah. When I'm sitting there in front of a bunch of kids whose parents died due to the AIDS pandemic and they're orphans mm-hmm. and they're poor, do you really think I'm going to say, give me... Give me your your dollar, mm-hmm. right? Give me one of your rands in South Africa. Give me give me your rands, and and God will give you a whole lot. No, 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 because that's yeah. not the truth. Yeah, but there is a truth that God loves them and cares for them and knows their name. Yeah, and the world's broken, and um, God will meet us in our brokenness and love us. And this world is not our home. Mm-hmm. And there is a future hope. And God does love you. And there is amazing grace. So. Yeah. Let, let's assume for a second. It's a good point. And, and, and back to where we started. If it's, if it's not true everywhere in the world. It's not true. Then it's not true. Yeah. And, and we do bend and shape theology to defend ourselves. Yeah. Right? Well, let's, let's assume for a second that there's wickedness in every culture. Just a, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know that we need to make that assumption. Let's, That's just just go, let's just go ahead and make that assumption that there's wickedness in, in every culture. What does it actually mean in every any cultural context, what, what does it mean? What are the things that you would say, this is what it means to follow Jesus in a wicked culture? Well, for anybody that's listening, um, especially if you are a follower of Jesus, I'll just ask you to think about your answer for a moment. Mm-hmm. What does it really mean to follow Jesus? When we hear the word disciple, we're not just talking about Bible study. When we talk about disciple or discipleship, um, when we think about Christian maturity, when we think about, you know, what does it mean to go to church and live our lives for Jesus? When we think about, and get to the core of it, what does it mean to be a Christian? We're asking the question Robert just asked, what does it mean to follow Jesus? If you don't care about Jesus, you're not a Christian. You're something else. Because shockingly, Christianity is all about Christ. When I was a kid, you know, they talk about heaven. And in talking about heaven, we never talked about Jesus. Uh-huh. It was all about, I'm going to have streets of gold and a mansion in glory. And it was all about the bling bling. And then... Or you could be on fire. Which one do you choose? Yeah. Do you, you want the money or you, or you, or yeah. you want the misery? Yeah. Well, that's an easy decision. Mm-hmm. But then when I... um started actually reading the Bible. Mm-hmm. And when the Holy Spirit got a hold of my life, I want to go to heaven because Jesus is there. Yeah. Uh, if you don't care whether or not Jesus is in heaven, there's a chance you're probably not going to be there. It's, it's, it's not about um, the gold. Mm-hmm. It's about God. It's about relationship with God. It's about understanding, as we said a moment ago, amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. And, and when you realize how much God loves you, you, you return that love and then it makes you want to be with him and it makes you want to know him completely. And, and it's really this kind of great, for lack of a word, better word, romance, marriage with God. And, and you just can't wait for it to be um, complete. Mm-hmm. So, Well, talk to us real quick. 
Um, and it, it's along these lines. So, so Christianity is about Christ. It's about Christ. What does it mean to follow Jesus? And, and in this whole uh, realm of heaven and hell and, and streets of gold and all that, um, Jesus defines for us what eternal life is. And, and so the, the question is, so what is eternal life? Yeah. So John 17, three, Jesus, I'll just quote him. He says, now this is eternal life that they may know you, the one true God and Jesus Christ whom you have sent. So eternal life is not a destination. Eternal life is a relationship. Mm-hmm. I'm going to quote it again. Now this is eternal life that they may know you, the one true God and Jesus Christ whom you have sent. Mm-hmm. So it's all about relationship with, with God. Yeah. And, and even know, this is not, you know, I know of somebody. This is, this is like, I know Chad because we spend not, time together. We interact. Yeah. I, I also know Michael Jordan because I watched a documentary on Netflix. Mm-hmm. Uh, those are two different types of no, the kind of no. But you've this never is, had a cigar with him. I've never hung out with Jordan and yeah, talked about when he destroyed the Suns in the finals and broke my heart as a kid. But uh, to know is to, to know personally, to, to have a personal relational connection. And that's the kind of no Jesus is saying, this is what eternity is about. This is eternal life. It's knowing God and Jesus Christ, whom he sent. God created us to have relationship with him. Um, we messed that up when sin entered in and we rebelled against God. Mm-hmm. God is redeeming all things. Mm-hmm. Redemption means return. So he will return all things uh, to a place they were originally intended to be. So we were made to be with God and have relationship with him. Um, context back to where we started. Mm-hmm. So this idea, if it's not true everywhere, that's not true. One of my concerns for people in our church and, and just for people in modern Christianity as America is, is we've made up this version that's not biblical, mm-hmm. whether it's prosperity theology, whether it's uh, me being healthy, wealthy, and wise, whether it's a way of life, mm-hmm. um, you know, that, that kind of thing. Um, and if we're not careful, our quote Christianity will have left out Jesus Christ. Yeah. Um, and yeah, yet well, he's, he's the center of it. And we've, we've made up these pseudo versions of it. Yeah. So we've got to be careful with that. One of the terms to use a bunch of big words uh, that I've heard used to describe a lot of American Christianity is moralistic therapeutic deism. Yeah. That it's, I'm good. I try and do my best. I'm a good person. It makes me feel good to do good. And, and there, there's a God. Uh, but none of it has anything to do with Jesus being a savior and us being sinners who need rescue. In relationship with him by trusting in him exactly. and receiving him into your life. Yeah. Yeah. And in through the power of the Holy Spirit. Um, what does it mean to follow Jesus? Well, it means you give your life to him. Uh, you trust him as, a, as your savior. You're not trusting in your own goodness, righteousness, mm-hmm. or worthiness, but his. Uh, you know, we're talking about heaven. If, if It's not going to go down like this, but if it did... And I show up, hey, why should we let you in? Uh-huh. I'm going to look over at Jesus and go because I'm with him. That's right. I had a, had a buddy, um, he, he sent me this uh, you know, little TikTok video thing or whatever, and it's a guy trying to explain the gospel. And he says, it's like trying to get into the club. And, and he goes a different direction with it. But I was like, I, I text him back. I said, here's the whole point. None of us are going to get into the club unless we're with the right person. And the whole point is, who are you getting in the club with? And it's, I'm, I'm with Jesus. Some of you are going to be like, I can't believe he used that analogy. But I was laughing about it, texting my buddy today. And I said, no, it's all about who you're with. That's, that's whether or not you get into the club. And that's what heaven's about. I'm with Jesus. Now, this is eternal life, that they mm-hmm. may know you, the one true God and Jesus Christ whom you have sent. So, so you trust him. What does it mean to follow Jesus? You trust him as your savior mm-hmm. and you trust him as the leader of your life. Mm-hmm. Okay, therein lies the question mark of pseudo-Americanized evangelical Christianity. Mm -hmm. Um, Are we trusting him as Savior? Mm -hmm. Are we actually following him and allowing him to lead our lives? 
So the most important thing to Jesus is God and people. We honor God, we serve God, and we do that by respecting and loving people. And Jesus did that to the extent he gave his life up for both. So, okay, this is mature Christianity. It's moving from come and see what can you give me to come and die and what can I give you. Mm -hmm. That's what it is. Mm -hmm. People who are freaking out and talk about the godlessness of American culture and what happened, you know, we used to be a Christian nation and all of that. Um, I agree with you on some things and some things you're right, but you can take that too far Uh because Christian maturity does not sing me, 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 me in my way of life. Christian maturity says I move from come and see it's all about me to come and die. It's all about you. What does it mean to engage culture? Not curse the darkness, but proclaim the light. What does it mean to love our enemies? See, I'm, I'm giving Jesus speak now. Mm-hmm. So that's what it means to follow Jesus. What does it mean to love my enemy? What does it mean to bless those who persecute me? What does it mean to uh, make judgment calls, but not be judgmental? Mm-hmm. That's what Jesus meant when he talked about judging. I've got to make a judgment call, but I'm not going to be judgmental. Uh, what does it mean to love people as they are, not as they should be? Because that's how Jesus loves me, as I am, not as I should be. What does it mean to be full of truth and grace? Churches are all trying to out-truth one another. We break up, there's divisions. It's not this way, it's that way. How come we're not all trying to out-grace everybody? Because Jesus is just as full of grace as he is truth. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, there's all of those kinds of thoughts. And I, I, I think some of us are not bemoaning the sin in our culture. We're bemoaning the thought of maybe we might lose our way of life. Yeah. That's two very different things. And it's fine. I don't want to lose my way of life either. Yeah, sure. But let's not put that in the category of I'm following Jesus because me following Jesus means I'm constantly losing my way of life. That's right. Because I'm dying so that he might live. Now, those are two different contexts and conversations, but don't lose the reality of what Christianity actually is and what it means to follow Jesus. And as a follower of Jesus, you can't lose what matters most. Nobody can take that from you. Those are the things that we, we compare the, you know, whatever it is, the things of this world that, that we enjoy that are comforts or gifts or we enjoy it, it's good stuff, whatever. Uh, we compare that with what's eternal and they're, they're incomparable. You, you can't put those on the same plane. So we lose something here in this world and all of a sudden we're going, oh, we're losing our Christianity or we're losing our, no, 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 no. The, the reality is Jesus followers, we're already dead. We already died to this world and, and the things of this world and, and we live, our life is with Christ in heaven. That's where our citizenship is. That's where our hope is. That's where our wealth is deposited, and I'm not talking financial, I'm talking true wealth in its deepest meaning is in heaven. It's not in this earth. And so there's nothing you can take from us as followers of Jesus that that truly matters in in the perspective of eternity yeah. in the grand scheme of things. Yeah. I um he will always be savior. Mm-hmm. And the question is today in my life, is he my leader? Mm-hmm. Is is he my Lord? And am I following and, and trusting him? Um I'll give you a little litmus test. Right now, when it comes to culture, for everybody who's listening, I'll give it to you too, Robert, because I give it to myself. If you've got panic and fear going on, mm-hmm. I'll just tell you that's not of God. Uh, your hope is in the wrong things. Mm-hmm. Uh, panic and despair and fear are not fruit of the Spirit. Uh, that comes from somewhere else. What we want to do is adjust our trust. So I'll just be straightforward. So, and I'll speak for me, I won't speak for anybody listening, but for me as a Jesus follower, uh, my hope is not in government. 
My hope is not in America as a nation. I'm very grateful. I'm grateful for freedom. I'm grateful for all of you who uh, served officially our country. I'm grateful for our first responders. Uh, I'm grateful for all of those things. And I'm so blessed and I would fight for my country, but my hope is not there. Mm -hmm. Um, My hope's in God. Mm -hmm. The reality of my everyday life is I don't live in a democracy or a constitutional republic. I live in a monarchy where Jesus is king. And his kingdom is way different. Yeah. And what he tells me to do with my power is give and serve. What he tells me to do is wash the feet of my enemies. Mm-hmm. Um, he tells me all of these things that a lot of us in a pseudo-Christian, Americanized, evangelical, whatever thing, roll our eyes at. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I've never been to a class in seminary that was on how to give and serve. Mm-hmm. Could that be telling us we're focused on the wrong things? Mm-hmm. I've taken classes on predestination. Mm-hmm. I actually took a class on Daniel, by the way, an okay. entire course on the book of Daniel. And you're right, it's confusing. <laughs> <laughs> but there's, there's all of these things and what it means to follow Jesus, and we're just not paying attention to them. Mm-hmm. Um, if you want to follow God in a godless culture, all you got to do is follow God, follow Jesus. But he upends the way that we think about things. His, his kingdom is, is different. Mm-hmm. And um, if I could get anybody to embrace something in 2021, I would get them to embrace that real true biblical Christianity because it'll set you free, man, Yeah. regardless of what kind of crap's going on in the world. Um, you can experience love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. You can enjoy the fruit of the Spirit in the midst of a godless culture no matter where you are mm-hmm. uh, because it is about relationship with Him. Yeah, that's good. Well, anything else you want to add to that anymore? I feel like that was a pretty good ending right there, but okay. anything else you want to well, let's, cherry on top well, let's here? Let's do the sales pitch. Um, if you're not doing the Daily Devos with us as we walk through this series, City of Rebels, please do that, daily.sv.cc. It'll help you. If you're not in a group, you can still do that. Jump in a group, groups.sv.cc, and join us on the weekends. And we're learning from Daniel and his friends how to follow God in a godless culture. Yeah, and we got a guest speaker coming soon. Yeah. It's going to be good. On the podcast as well. Yeah, you're interviewing them next weekend. Yeah, sweet. Yeah, it's going to be great. Yep. Thanks, guys. Have a lovely day.